Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Ooh, y'all, we've been rocking and rolling this year. We are in April and I'm smiling from ear to ear because I feel like when I'm reaching out to people, they're saying yes. And I'm like, yes, thank you for saying yes. Um, But I'm just always grateful to bring uh, a variety of stories to you and a variety of people to you because everyone has a story that needs to be told. And we've all had a first. Okay. Maybe that didn't sound too well, but I mean like a first triathlon experience. Get your head out of the gutter. First triathlon experience. And we have stories that definitely need to be heard and shared so that those of us who are listening, wanting to try, won't necessarily pick up on some of the bad things that we did when we were trying our first try. And today, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how I met this couple I went to Lake Placid last year for the first time and uh, I stayed at the team house, Barlow's team house. And uh, as I was driving up, this tall, curly head white guy comes. I was like, hey, how can I help you? What what do you need help with? Can I carry your bags? And I'm like, yo, hold up, hold up. How are you? Who are you? Let's, let's, let's back up. But he was so friendly and had a Norma Tech boost was like, Hey, I got this gun for you. You want to shoot this gun? Cause we were all like working out and it was just like so friendly. And then this young lady comes in and she's like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, who are these people? But they were just so fun. So loving. Then I found out they are the dopest crew couple taking pictures of us athletes. You probably know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are the couple behind the Nordica photography. Yes, I am talking about Lanetta, Nettie, Nygaard, and Mark Evans, y'all. We're just going to talk about their story. I'm not going to even introduce them more because I already did. Mark and Lanetta, welcome to Try Beginner's luck how y'all doing yeah doing great sorry about that a little uh, technical difficulty we're we're good with photography not really good with zoom but uh yeah we're we're that doing is... well. thank you for that kind introduction oh uh, man y'all are just some dope people and just kind i remember when i was in north carolina i reached out to you guys but it didn't work out for us to connect in august but i was just like man you're just the kind of people who people just want to be around but let's just be clear most triathletes are like that like we're just some cool people who just love each other's company because we're just cool people and y'all are just that i agree what do you think Lynette? It's a really fun group and it's a really it's a really family type group, at least with my introduction to the triathlon community. It's unlike any community I've been a part of. I think the sport itself uh, lends it to, you know, it, it sends me back to when I was a kid. We always we always stuck together as kids because we 
we, we suffered through some of the same things. And I think anytime you have some similar experiences with someone, there's an automatic bond there. It's just, it's, it's uncanny. It's, it's, it's unrehearsed, it's organic. And I think that's what the triathletic community is about. And I think that's probably the thing that people take away the most when they get involved with it is like, I just went for a long run and I was in pain and I was screaming and yelling. And now I have a bunch of friends who know exactly how I felt. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's about right. That's about right. It's like you, you pick up friends along the way. For sure. Yeah. So the Nordica photography, you guys take some bomb pictures and I think my first time seeing a drone up close and personal was with you. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm going to take this picture around Mira Lake. And you were showing me all the cool stuff you were going to do. And then I realized who you guys were and was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> you're making us sound like celebrities. <laughs> yeah. We're going to hire you. You can, but you kind of um, are, you're like the rock star celebrities of photography I mean, you guys take really great pictures. Um, how did you guys get into that? And what made you say, we're going to go around taking pictures of um, professionals and age groupers and giving them a opportunity to capture the moment in their their race? Like, what was that for you guys to say, hey, this is what we're going to do? Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, I don't want to be too corny, but in word, love, right? So we fell in love. She's a photographer. I'm a triathlete. And it's just seemed like a natural thing to pair the two. Um, we're both really big fans of the sport. And we understand that a lot of the sport is done when you're alone. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of incredibly human emotion and, um, you know, just visceral moments that are, aren't captured in the sport. And we thought it'd be great to use our resources and try to capture some of that for folks. And I think that's really what made us celebrities in air quotes is just doing something nice for somebody. You, you, it's kind of unbelievable how just taking a picture of somebody and giving it to them makes, makes a person feel. And I think for us, that's what surprised us the most. We're like, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe you took a picture of me. Thank you so much. And we're like, okay, yeah, it took two seconds. And I don't really know your name, but we wanted to give this to you. And, you know, the, the response to just a simple act of kindness has been worth it all, you know? I think the gratitude for what we do has definitely pushed us to keep doing it. I mean, it evolved big time. For, it's been less than a year since we started. I mean, I have a little bit of photography background, but the sports field was definitely new. So I shot his race in Galveston last last April. And he used some of the pictures and then his team at the time used the pictures and it, it was... Yeah, if you go to the Boco uh, Instagram page, <laughs> you'll see a very sweaty, curly-haired white guy, as you put it. Uh, in a Boko hat. Mark, <laughs> you know I didn't call you a sweaty white guy. I didn't say uh, that. Well, no, curly I want you said like, curly haired. I, think I did a... say curly hair though, <laughs> which is incredibly accurate. Very, yeah. very accurate description. Oh, 
Oh, shucks. Yeah. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. I'm having a moment here. <laughs> this is a little woo-woo. <laughs> Woo-woo-woo. This is your first year of doing the Nordica photography? So like- As, as triathlon photographers. Yeah. As triathlon photographers. And this is April. So happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's about this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is so, so serendipitous, right? That's a good word. It is. As you can see, I'm kind of like having a moment, you know, because this is what it's all about. And I didn't even know because you're, I just thought you guys have been around for so long because I think sometimes we've lose. I've lost a sense of time within the last couple of years. Oh yeah. So you see stuff on Instagram and you just think it's been there for years, you know, and wow, a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done some big races. Yeah. We traveled to quite a few. Um, That's the thing. I, you know, we both have jobs. We're very fortunate to have a lot of flexibility and go to races. You know, we, we always shoot, if one of us are racing, so we have our races that we shoot and then we schedule other races throughout the year. We were just down in clash Miami. We were just there to just there to shoot. Actually, we weren't uh, yeah. there for any other reason, but to take pictures of people It's kind of weird, but uh, you know, drive 14 hours, take pictures of folks and introduce yourself. And they're like, yeah, you're crazy. But uh, you know, the kind of the good crazy. So it, crazy. yeah, we make a ton of friends. So it's, it's awesome. And then when people come to town, like when you come to town, we we try to reach out and say, hey, come on over and let's be crazy together for a little while. But uh, wow. it's awesome. This is good stuff. There's a lot happening here, y'all. So we're going to we're going to uncover it. But I'm just having some, you know, uh, just one of those feel good moments, because what I also know um, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but Nettie is still within her first year of trying. And she's done three triathlons so far, which um, she's done a sprint and Olympic and a 70.3, but she's in her first year. They're in their first year together in business. Wow, that's big stuff. It's been a big year. Yeah. I think it's quite amazing how much your world can change in less than a year. Yeah, Just doing something by accident I mean I mean the first race of his that I shot I was just like hey I'll take my camera I've never shot a race before but I'll try to get some pictures and you know it's in the triathlon thing he's like hey there's a sprint this coming weekend you should if you want to try triathlon it's locally might as well try it but you should probably start swimming (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you know how to swim or did Mark coach you through that? Like, cause Mark is, okay, let's back up. Yes. Nettie is new, but Mark is a G in the sport, right? Like he's been doing this for a few years and he's accomplished a lot. Like he's accomplished. When when you said it looked like the the photos have been there for, for a long time. I took that very personally. I thought it was because (laughs) of my, my aged look that I have about myself. Stop I'm, it, Mark. I'm very weathered. I understand that I'm not as uh, sprightly and 
beautiful as other people's on the call, but uh, you know, I, I'm just uh, oh, Mark, I'm growing old gracefully. I'm just leaning into it. You know, oh, stop but, it! You know, you look absolutely amazing. Stop <laughs> thank it! You. I'm searching for a compliment. Here. Okay, you didn't That's have to funny. search far. Gosh. Um, yeah, I've I've been around for a while, so I've been I was a long time runner and then got into triathlon back in 2015, I believe. So that's when I started my journey. I've been doing it for years and years, but uh, it's a good pairing because I was getting kind of um, kind of bored of it, to be honest with you. I mean, after you do all the things that you wanted to do, uh, you have to kind of search for reasons to get up on Saturday and go ride your bike for four hours. And uh, Lynette's been just that for me. She's refreshed a lot of my um, passions within the sport and she unlocked a whole different side of the sport now with the photography and the videography side so i it's it's funny how you can see the same old thing but in a different perspective and have it mean something completely different so yeah it's been great that's good so your perspective and vantage point changes when it's behind the lens and it's a different perspective it definitely is. I mean, I would say shooting the first couple races, having never done a triathlon, I definitely did not understand the difficulty of the sport or what it takes to do a triathlon and everything within the race from transitions to fueling all of that. But then after doing one, I was like, wow, this is a very hard sport. <laughs> it's yeah. very humbling. And I would say doing it definitely changed my perspective when behind the lens, what I'm looking for. And yeah. And I think initially that was something that, uh, you know, maybe we spoke a little, a little <laughs> firmly to each other about things when during the editing, you know, she wanted to, you know, Oh, look at the bike. No, no. Look at their face. Look at the, look at the, the, the sweat dripping off like there, we definitely had a slight difference of opinion of what in a picture embodied triathlon right and i think lynette has such a wonderful eye for for editing and, and cameras and videography she's the lead editor uh i'm just a big dummy who go out and ride on a bicycle with one hand next to somebody in in full arrow and risk my life um but she she really brings the magic out. And then, you know, we both edit. And I think we've grown together. My appreciation of her ability to edit and find the beauty in pictures mm -hmm. and her appreciation in me being able to kind of point out, you know, what's really remarkable about a picture in reference to the sport of triathlon. Yeah, yeah. I would say I definitely started with more of an artistic look at like the swim star and athletes setting up so I had more of a artistic kind look of a behind the lens kind of a portrait background yeah so but he was like get a swim bike run of each <laughs> row <laughs> so he was more of very much checklist where I'm like but I love this moment and I was very moment focused yeah. so we've kind of tried to combine the two we're in a happy place now we <laughs> We stopped, worked out all the kinks. We, stopped, we stand an arm's length apart when they're editing and, you know, things are not kidding. We're good. 
<laughs> no, it's been great. I I, I love, love it. I love our life. I'm so fortunate yeah. to have a wonderful, beautiful woman and someone I can share this with. So that's so exciting. Definitely at moments pushed us apart, but brought us together. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the 14th hour drive, driving <laughs> back from Miami. And she's over there, been editing pictures. So a lot of times we'll drive back and I'll be driving, you know, after shooting for six hours in the sun, um, <laughs> hired, got up at 4.30 to get to the start, take pictures of T1, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm driving and she's over there, been editing pictures for hours and hours because there's definitely, you know, a window of time you want to get them out and- mm -hmm. She does a great job of like just putting her head down and getting them done. And um, yeah, so it gets a little, we get, we get to our, our, not our last nerve, but pretty darn close sometimes, but, but we always, we always bond over those moments too. Like we, we always go back and be like, man, we're crazy. But that was so fun. It's so fun. It's yeah. exhausting in the it's moment and you try to fight sickness after staying you know, getting up to go shoot a race to editing on through the next night to yeah. having too much coffee <laughs> yeah. but it definitely takes it out of us for a couple of days but it's we love it we and then you get the and then you race. get a message from um a man who was running tennessee for his brother who was killed in the military and mm. lynette took pictures of him my Sorry, from I'm Chattanooga a last year. Uh, yeah, I'm a military guy. So Lynette took pictures of him and the guy was ecstatic. He's like, my brother meant everything to me. And I, I can't believe you guys took pictures. And, you know, this means so much to me. And, and you know, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm done complaining about being tired or, you know what I mean? Like it really brings back into focus what life's all about and and why you do it and yeah you're going to be tired and yeah you're going to have be hungry and you're going to act irrational and say things you don't mean in the moment but uh you know at the end of the day you're doing something wonderful for people and and that's that's what we love about it yeah it's yeah that picture was at chattanooga and he was carrying an american flag while running across this bridge in chattanooga that has a bunch of flags Flags, yeah and i just i don't know i'll do that sometimes where i'll see somebody interesting i'm like there's gotta know, be there's a story some... there yeah, yeah so i'll just capture random pictures and then try to get a picture of their bib number and try to find them on instagram so a little tip <laughs> you you want pictures try to now make sure you wear your bibs where you can see them yes <laughs> <laughs> you know what that just helped even announcers wear your bibs so that people can see them because you mm -hmm. never know what good picture is going to come out of it? We have gigabytes of beautiful pictures of people that we can't see their bib number. So. We can't find them. Wow. We still try, though. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of which, how do people find your pictures? Or if you don't reach out to them, do, can they go to your website and see a gallery and just kind of search through pictures and photos of races that you've, you've taken pictures of? Yeah, we have our most recent races up on the on our website full gallery you can access them yep. all high def all free we don't charge people we just do this and put them up there and uh 
we're we're big in, we're big on Instagram. That's our our uh, our platform of choice. And uh, we slide into your DMs like, hey, I got some pictures. I don't know if you, you saw me. I was up in a tree while you were running a, you know, there, and you know, I took a picture of you. And here you go. Um, yeah. So we generally send a link out. We DM them a link to our. We use a a, a cloud service, and they can go look at all their pics and download them if they want. Wow, what a gift! Yeah. Like that's such a. <laughs> Ah, I yeah, won't it's, cry. It's a lot of work. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, but we just love it. Like it's it's like when you're a kid outside playing all day yeah. into the evening, and then you you come get come home at night, and you're like, man, I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah. And you're like, well, what did I do? I'm like, I had a lot of fun. That's all I know. Like that's wow. kind of how we feel at the end of our trips. Is that was awesome. And then we get the one or two folks that reach out and they're like, yeah, that was, you know, this, my mom, that we took a picture of an athlete, uh, and her mom up at, uh, Eagle man, we were at Eagle man. <laughs> yeah. And I took a picture of, uh, one, she's of, part one of, of Arlo. now she's part of Arlo. <laughs> <laughs> she's a pro Arlo pro Rachel Zelenskis, her and her mom. Um, oh, wow. yeah. So it's all connected, you know? I, so I have so many questions <laughs> as it relates to, you know, the pictures. And I, I want to say this because sometimes people go and they race by themselves. And so they yep. don't have a crew or people to take pictures for them. And so for More you than guys, you know. just to be you out there. Yeah. Like that is just so awesome. And I, the seeds that you guys are planting in people, it's like the seeds of memories that they don't get to see themselves, but they get to see themselves in that picture, in that moment. The return that will come to you guys from that, I just know will be in an overflow state because I think about, you know, races where I've known friends that just have gone by themselves because they just didn't have anybody to support them. Yeah. But for you to capture them, and I'm just speaking very generally, they could have been like, man, that moment meant everything to me. Because in that moment, this is where my thoughts were. But this expression on my face didn't say that, or this expression on my face really said that. Like, pictures just capture so much. And then you yeah. guys do video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the video component come on to that. Well, I figured out uh, quick that uh, if I was going to be part of the Nordic photography, I should make myself useful in some way other than that looks nice, honey. Uh, I had that down pat, you know what I'm saying? But uh, so I have always been interested in drones and, and video and um, we just thought it would be something that would just expand our capabilities to 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 capture uh, events and I just took the plunge. I went and got my pilot's license. You actually have to do it commercially, legally. You got to get a pilot's license. So I went and got my full pilot's license and just went and got a drone and started crashing in trees and learning that way. And it it, it just kind of snowballed. It's not as hard as it looks once you figure out the ins and outs. It's yeah. It's fairly, uh, technology helps you out a lot, but uh, mm -hmm. it's, 
it's amazing. You get some great shots. I got some great shots up at Placid uh, of the swim course. I was flying like about 10 feet off the water, right above the buoys. Um, then I went up really high and caught the mountains and everything in the background. And it was, yeah, it just adds a different element to it. And it's, it's a beautiful world. You just, sometimes you're too close to it to see it. So I think that's what the drone does is it just pulls back a little bit and you, you, you realize you're in a beautiful place doing a, doing a fun thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe life ain't so bad. So. Yeah, he's a lot better with the video for sure. <laughs> he definitely, I mean, I would say I'm a lot more comfortable with the pictures, but yeah. he has much more of a videography eye. For sure. So it's it's been cool to see. I'm more of the photographer. He's more of the videographer and pulling that together. So Yeah, and I'm willing to uh, cycle at 150% of my FTP while sitting upright. <laughs> one-handed on a bicycle in order to get the shot okay uh my coach doesn't like it when i do it and she's like hey what were you doing this weekend you're like your your training stress is through the roof i'm like yeah i was shooting you know no big deal <laughs> trying to keep up with jason west on the bike course down i was just my... about to say that must be a professional that you're trying to keep up with on the course to try Man. to take their pictures oh my god lying. my legs the next day i was like that was the dumbest probably thing i've ever done in my <laughs> life like that was that, that was just not wise even <laughs> jason when i when i passed him he's like you're going kind of fast he yelled out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, shout out oh, to Jason West who just won um, uh, Clash. Clash Miami. Yes, he Clash won. Miami. He won. Shout out to Jason for that. Um, Joey Trevarlo down there. Jason West, Grace yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Brittany Higgins. Olivia Dietzel. Yeah. Good crew. Trevarlo. Let's go. Let's go. Thought Saj, Saj was down there too. And Jake. And Jake. Yeah. And Jake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some good, good folks, good folks. Love the Varlo people. Um, okay, so what races will the Nordica photography be at this year? Or do you have your schedule already set? Pretty much set. So, you know, I wanted to say something because, you know, Ironman does the, the photography and afterwards you can go get buy your pics online, right? On outside. Um, we do a lot of, different angles i'd say at the iron races but we also shoot local races um so we'll go out to a race series here this is nc tri series in town and okay. we'll shoot the whole thing and get uh with the the race director and be like hey we're crazy photographers and we're gonna take a bunch of pictures and we'll we'll give them to you and uh, they love it and that's been great and we just did um the tobacco road marathon we went to the expo and took pictures for them and so we do a lot of local stuff. And my point is that the, the, that, that kind of thing you're talking about, how people show up alone to races. Mm -hmm. That's been, that's been one of the things that I really caught on. Like there are a lot of folks that do this sport alone and not that it's at every level. It's not just even some of the pros yeah. that we, we talk to. They're like, yep, I'm here. I got to do my makeup and I'm also my bike mechanic and I'm also got a, you know, I'm a lead photographer. So they, they really appreciate it as well. But, uh, our schedule to answer your question, uh, it, it goes off of our race schedule. <laughs> usually it's, 
So Lynette's going to go back to St. George in May. Okay. That's the Northeast, or I'm sorry, North American Championships, 70.3. Okay. So we'll be there for that. We did Clash Miami. Um, we'll be at the Boston Marathon. I'll be running. Lynette will be uh, taking pictures. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, and Happy Valley. He's so happy I'm going to race. That's going to be my first race back. Uh, happy Valley. 70.3. I shouldn't be clapping like that in the speaker, but oh my. Uh, That's uh, really okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a Pennsylvania native, so I thought it fitting to go up there and it's far enough away. It should give me enough time to get fully healed and get it together. And then after that, I think we're going to go up and see uh, the PTO North American race. Um, oh, in, in uh, Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Oh. We're going to be up there just taking picks. So we both both of us will be up there just shooting picks. There's a guy named Jan Ferdano up there. I don't know if you know him. But, uh, <laughs> you've this is, part of him, you know. I'm a huge fan of Jan's and <laughs> he's old like me and he still still hangs with the youngins. So And gives uh, them a run for their money. He sure does. And... I respect that being a an aged person, but uh, I want to go see him race one last time and maybe take a couple pictures. And that's uh, that's all we got so far. Beyond that, I'm not sure. A lot of it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of hard to plan a lot of races while we're trying to train and yeah, go to our own races. So it's a lot, but we do like yesterday last night when I was sitting on the couch, I'm like. Hey, St. Anthony's down in uh, <laughs> down in Clearwater or down in uh, uh, St. Petersburg. Yep, we could we could drive down there. We get down there in eleven hours, you know, and uh, we could be back in uh, on Monday and not really miss anything. So a lot of stuff happens that way too. We'll see a race spontaneous, or we'll have people who are friends of ours that are racing, and we'll be like, "Hey, we could we could go. We could do this. We can do this. I love it." Well, and be on the lookout for on your. Um on your social media channel, because I'm sure that you post if you're going to be at a race so people can DM you. And that's at the Nordica photography on IG at the Nordica photography. Yep. Um, it'll be in our show notes if you need to see it, but we'll put it in our show notes so you can see it. All right, let's go transition into race mode, right? Like All right, racing, that, racing. How did you get into racing? And we want to talk about that, this comeback, which I'm really excited to hear about your your comeback uh, but we'll we'll save it to them, make them listen to the end uh but Nettie <laughs> is new you are a veteran let's go anybody can go first to tell us about their first race experience very first one not the third not the fifth the first go for it Lynette I mean mine's kind of somewhat fresh um yeah my first sprint was last June I'm not a swimmer at all <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, the week of it was definitely a spontaneous decision. So, Mark told me he said there's a sprint this weekend. If you want to try triathlon, this is in the area. You might as well try it. See if you like it. But you should probably start swimming. <laughs> so, the week of I signed up um jumped in the pool. It was horrible. 
the swim in the race, I was so nervous. Like even the night before packing for the race, he's like, have you packed everything? Like I'd done it before. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, he's like, all right, it's not that hard. Go through your swim. What do you need for the swim? What do you need for the It's bike? not that hard, right? That's the thing you should say to anyone who's struggling. <laughs> this ain't that hard. That's so, that's so, I'm so proud of that moment, but keep going. Uh, I wish I would have known you, Nettie. I would have been more compassionate and said, Nettie, this is a list of the things that you need, Mark. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Man, no, what are we he, ended, do? he ended up being like, okay, I'll help you. Yeah, it and took me a second. And, you know, admittedly, it was it was a moment where I was like, oh, wow, she's she's really new at this. Like, <laughs> you know, like because and it's and let me explain myself. It's a compliment because she's very good at she's naturally good at things like she's a good runner. She, she's good on the bike, you know, and you just you're like, oh, yeah, she's fine. She's going to be OK. And then, you know, when she went to pack her bag, she's like, do I need socks? What do I do? Should I bring a nightgown? Like, no, no. <laughs> you don't need a nightgown. You're just going to run and swim. But uh, no, it, it was it took me a second. And that was kind of when I was like, oh, boy, yeah, she needs help. <laughs> but yeah. she didn't need much help, honestly. He explained everything very well and he showed me how to set up transition. You know, I got there and I'm like, how do I put my bike on this rack? Do I have it the right way? And he showed me, he's like, this is how I set everything up. Yeah. You're going to do this when you get on the bike. And so he kind of walked me through the steps and I, my wetsuit was new and I tried it on once before. So it was, that was fun to watch. <laughs> I wish I took some videography of that. Oh, I didn't get captured, but oh man, up for the first time all the way, and I'm like standing at the swim start, like choking. I'm like, oh, this she's like, awful. is this normal? I'm like, yep, that's normal. <laughs> Welcome to triathlon. Welcome. Everything will kill you. That's pretty much what the sport's about. I just remember being super nervous. I, I have like a track and soccer background, so this starts very different right so the swim start I'm like I'm not used to starting in water like <laughs> this is very foreign um I I had never swam in open water before I had never sighted so I had no idea what I was doing and she swam like 2.4 miles that day <laughs> and the, the 500 meter swim because she was like you know this way that way this way it looked like uh... oh, it was horrible <laughs> I, I think I stopped twice and was like I can't breathe because I didn't know how to breathe when I was swimming so but I, I survived it and I remember getting out of the water being like thank god that's over now I can get on the bike once I got on the bike I was yeah you were relaxed fun. I and she did very well I think yeah I don't remember exactly where you finished, but you, she finished very well because she's a she's a strong biker and she's a good runner. And I think that was good for you to experience firsthand yeah. how important it is to at least learn the basics of swimming. <laughs> uh, it was uh, I was nervous. I'll be honest with you. At the when the horn went off, I was like, okay. Uh, 
she's got a wetsuit on, so you know she's gonna float for the most part. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a a little little nerve wracking. Then I saw her come out of the water, and I knew she'd be fine after that. And after she finished, of course, she's like, "Wow, this is awesome! Let's go do it again." Yeah, it was fun. I yeah. the running off the bike was definitely a new feeling for me. So that wobbly feeling was new. Yeah, but it, it was it's different. It's a very different sport. Engaging how hard you should go and when you should, you know, step back or go a little harder. So it's been a big learning experience. So I every race he's like just approach it with an open mind and areas that you can improve on and so yeah. it was fun. I definitely was hooked but hooked also right very away. humbled at the same time. <laughs> I like that. Hooked and humbled. Yep. I like that. I might use that for something. Mm-hmm. I like it. My first one, boy, I got to think here. So it was in San Diego at a place called, it's the old, it's the old Navy, oh, Liberty Center. So there was a, there was a, um, the Navy had a boot camp in San Diego and they, they sold it and they developed it. And now they used all the old cool looking buildings and made like shops and houses. Anyway, they have a, a, a triathlon there, a sprint. And I was living in that neighborhood at the time. I was in the Navy, stationed in Point Loma. And I had been swim, bike, and running. I went and bought a bike that I had no business owning. Uh, It was a specialized shiv, one of the first specialized shivs that came out. I remember just walking in the bike store, and the guy's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I want an awesome TT bike. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, that one's pretty nice. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I paid a bunch of money and didn't know how to ride it. But... uh, it was great. I I really did it all by myself. Like I was on YouTube. Like I knew how to run. I didn't know how to swim, but I went to the YMCA and I just asked the lifeguard, I'm like, hey, do you teach people how to swim here? And they're like, yep, come back and you know, this time and place. So it was me and a bunch of six-year-olds at the YMCA. You're not kicking, Mark. You know. Not- Okay, get out of the pool. Kids out of the pool. I'm like, they made me. No, I'm kidding. But uh, no, it was me and a bunch of young kids learning how to swim. And that's kind of how dedicated I was to just doing something to see if I could do it. You know, for me, it was more like a like a personal challenge type thing. I had been running for years and years, run many marathons, half marathons. Um, and that just got old. So a friend of mine's like, yeah, you should try triathlon. So. Yeah, and then I went and did it, and I showed up, and I remember I asked the guy that was sitting up next to me, like, where I put my stickers, and it was a mess, man. I was such, I laugh now, like, I think I made their day, because they probably tell that story for the rest of their life. Yeah, this, uh, this triathlon, this, this new guy comes up, didn't even know where to put his stickers, you know. He had a really nice bike, but he looked like he just got off the bus, you know. So I was like, all right. Uh, I put my, my, my ego aside and just, you know, I asked a ton of questions and I really didn't care. I was like, what's that? What's that? What's that? You know, and people, some people gave me a sideways look and I would say the majority of folks were like more than eager to help and just were like, yep, 
put your bike here and you'll come out of the water there. And, and you, I'm like, where do I put my wetsuit on a hanger? Like, no, no, just throw it there. No one will bother it. You know? Um, so just stuff like that. I remember it had a huge hill on it. And I remember the first time I, and you had to go up twice. So I was like, okay, first time I made it the second time, I might take a break, you know, maybe I got off the bike and stood there and questioned life for a second, but I got back on and I made it. And, uh, you know, once I got to the run, I knew I was in my element. So it was a, it was a great experience. It was at a time in my life, um, not to get too dramatic, but I was, my, I was going through a divorce or, uh, you know, I'd been in a troubled relationship, a very long one. Uh, so it, it kept me out of trouble in a way, I think, because I'm the type of person where if I don't have something, if I'm not building something or working towards a goal, I tend to pick up bad habits and start doing like self-destructive things like drinking and, you know, partying and stuff like that. And I just, I think I was in my mid, mid to late thirties and I didn't want to, it gets tough, man, going out drinking in your mid thirties, I'll tell you. You can only do that once a month, at least me. Uh, so I was like, I got to find something to keep myself preoccupied, to keep myself healthy, both mentally and physically when I, while I'm going through this kind of tough time. And yeah, that was, that was great for me. It kept me busy and kept my mind off of things and kept me out of the, out of the bars, you know? So it was awesome. I, I did it. I was horrible. I think I finished last. Uh, I had one of the best run splits. You know, that that's, you know, how you, every triathlete, when you ask them how the race went, they always mention the three or four really horrible things that went wrong first. And then they're like, yeah, but you know, I, I had the fastest T one time, you know, or, they, <laughs> or, you know, I was the first one to take my swim cap off. Like they come up with these made up stats that just make, you know, <laughs> kind of round out the top five there, you know? Uh, so, you know, I had that in my pocket and that that's what that was enough for me to kind of go yeah i could do this if and and move on and i did and i just really through youtube videos and asking friends about it that's how i got into it i think that's why he's so knowledgeable about not only triathlons but bikes as well he's amazing at working on bikes and People always ask him questions, even pros will ask him random questions and he knows everything. And it, it's because he everything. has, I know in, my, a lot. in my mind, you know, like everything about triathlon <laughs> as a newbie. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But people always ask him questions and it's because you've done your research. You've failed the things you've figured it out and tried again. And yeah, he's, he's put in the time to figure things out and I think we're both that way, though. We both come from very large families. Uh, so we're both one of nine children. And we're both we're both number eight. Mm. I have a little brother. She has a little sister. Uh, and I think growing up, my father, lovely man, most lovely human I've ever met. Love him to death. But he didn't have time for the, your your problems. OK, like he went to work and he came home. And there was spanking times. And then he watched the six o'clock news and then he went to bed and then he went and woke up and he went to work. He came home and, if, you know, mom gave him the list of this one did that, this one did that. And, you know, everybody got their, 
their their duly noted punishments and then you know you watch the news and uh that was it so as a kid i felt like you know if i if you if you want to do it was very evident that if you wanted to do something there's one person that's gonna that's gonna make it happen for you uh and that helped me out immensely uh in life you know especially in the military and then with things like triathlon and even the videography thing i was just like well i guess i'll just go buy a drone those can't be much like yeah yeah they're a lot and then uh i'll teach myself how to do it you know it, it's it's been great and it, it reminds me of my childhood a lot and lynette's like that too don't let her don't let her fool you <laughs> i mean that's how i was with photography too yeah I, self-taught self-taught so right, we're both like that in our, in our own ways yeah and i think it adds a, a little um different element to our our personal our intimate relationship because we i think we respect that in each other mm-hmm. a lot yeah so that's important yeah oh wow um some good stuff i wasn't even expecting but learning more about one of nine children that's a lot of people i know right Ooh, it's a lot of people i was totally them. against it but by the time i was born you know i mean <laughs> I bet you were your mom's favorite too, Mark, right? Well, you're right on that one. I'm not going <laughs> to argue there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow, you guys have a really, you know, really cool story. And I think, you know, textbook beginners straight up. You, oh, know, yeah. you know, from Nettie, you asking the questions to Mark, figuring it out on his own. There's no right way to try. It's just getting out there and doing it and then, you know, figuring it out or listening to Try Beginner's Luck, going through them, you know, you know, going through the things so that you can hear stories so that you don't repeat the stories, but at least just getting out there and trying it without any premeditative thoughts of what looks right, what should be right. Um, especially when it comes to like time, when it's your first time, just get out there and finish. And then you start to develop where you need to develop at, where you see your weaknesses and focus on your um train your weaknesses that's uh train your weaknesses so yeah i think that's it oh go ahead i'm sorry i just want to say i think that's one of the things that stands out in my mind is you know there's a lot of barriers to entry to the sport yeah and i think there is an element of am i doing this right Mm -hmm. or is this the right way to do it and i kind of cringe sometimes i hear people say you, you, you should do this or you have to do that. And I'll be honest with you. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I would say slightly above average athlete and I've done and seen things done very in a very unorthodox way. And they, they work just as well. So my advice to anybody new, you know, don't worry about being the cool kid and having the fastest bike and the nicest kit and all that stuff. There were guy there were people doing this 20 years ago that didn't wear spandex. They were wearing like, you know, a flannel shirt and cut off jeans. And they were pretty darn fast. Like it, it just doesn't, you don't need all the, the bells and whistles to be in the sport. And I think that's the, you know, something that I, I pick up on a lot at races. And I kind of take time to talk to folks and be like, hey, you're doing awesome. Like you're doing exactly what you need to do and don't worry about it. Uh, and I've had people pass me 
on bikes that shouldn't even be on the road. They're probably not even legal, but uh, uh, they're so old and, you know, rickety and, but that, you know, you can't, you can't fake being a good athlete. I mean, a good athlete on any bike is a good athlete. So that's what I love about the sport. It's a total equalizer. That's something I, I've noticed too, being new to the triathlon community is even among the pros, you can't judge who might win or who's yeah. better based on appearance. We, appearance means nothing in triathlon. Yeah. And I love that about it. It's awesome. It's all about who does the work and we just watched Kaylee Slade. She's a brand new pro and she had the fastest run split down the clash, man. And I, you see this, this, this woman and you're like, all right, you know, she's very she look, sweet. She looks like a Sunday school teacher. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Oh, she's from Joe, aren't you? Oh, is she? yeah. Oh, oh that's she is. Yeah. Well, she went to UGA. I should say that. I don't know if she's from Georgia. And, man, is she, she just a wonderful person and a lightning fast runner. And I was, I was very, very happy to see her do well because she's a great person. So, yeah, she, um, that was, uh, Clash was her first pro race. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been following her and, uh, you know, she might be coming on here very soon. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We met her and her, I don't know if it's her husband Beyonce. yet. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love it. It wasn't weird. I walked up and like stuck a camera in her face, I'm like, hey, choo -choo -choo -choo, and they're like, <laughs> uh hi yeah but once they realized we weren't uh you know weirdos yeah they were cool yeah that's I, and, and you're right you never know who's going to have the fastest split and each race presents its own set of challenges whether it's weather you know uh location the, the course it's all it, it's all relevant to that day and going in and speaking of um, Nettie, you've done two other races. You've done an Olympic and a 70.3. You mentioned you're going back to Utah. So did you race in Utah um, last year? I didn't. He no. raced at the real championship. Right. But you were there taking pictures. So now what 70.3 did you do? North Carolina. Yep. North Carolina. So that was your first one. And how was your first 70.3 uh, experience? I would say the course is a great first timer course. Yeah. It's especially if you can't if you can't swim. It's a curated swim. <laughs> Lynette PR'd her swim that day. Congrats. <laughs> Go ahead, Lynette. Thanks to the moon and how it revolves around yeah. the tidal. I loved that. I was like, wow. Yeah. That was awesome. No, that yeah, that was my first 70.3 and I honestly, I prefer the longer courses. Yeah, you tend to do better. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like the longer I go, I it's like my body, like things start to click after a while, like my body settles in, yep. but I, it was really fun. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great day, nice and warm. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect weather. conditions. Yeah, it was a really it was, good experience. It's a great first one if anyone's looking to do a first one. It's pretty flat bike course. It's a little, you get a little bit of headwind, but not bad. And the run course is pretty flat as well. And, and it's beautiful through the downtown beautiful. Wilmington and there's a nice park. And yeah. Yeah, it was a great She first had a great race. day. She did great. I only, you know, as her coach, I, um, <laughs> I would say she overbiked a little bit that day. I was actually talking to her family. We had like a group chat. And I'm like tracking her because I had done that race the prior year. And I'm like, 
Oh my god, she's gonna beat me. Like her bike split was like crazy fast. Um it might have affected her run a little bit, but we won't bring it up because it's kind of a sour spot. But my legs felt great. <laughs> <laughs> I had some other issues. I had an old injury flare up oh, in yeah. my foot and it it hurt a lot and it hurt to even walk on. So I took a few breaks and my runtime was not great, but yeah. Had nothing to do with the fact she almost broke my bike split from previous year. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I see the salt being poured. Now. Yeah. I see the salt. I'll get it Just later. I'll get it later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Makes life interesting. I love it. Um, so, Mark, you you mentioned that you're an above average athlete, and we know that because you qualified for 70.3 Worlds uh, out in Utah. Can you take us through that experience, uh, that race? Because um, you also mentioned that it's a comeback. You're coming back at Happy Valley. So just to put the pieces together uh, for the listeners, uh, do you want to share that story? Sure. Yeah. I um, So I'm the guy who got hit at uh, 70.3 Worlds in Utah in October of 2022. So myself and another gentleman named Pat Lynch, we were racing uh, the 45-49 uh, age group, and <laughs> we um, were both on the bike. About 20 miles in, there's a road called Telegraph Road going down there, and it's a road where you're going west in the most, the furthest right two lanes. And there's three other lanes. There's a turning lane and then the two eastbound lanes. And they, they cone off those three lanes. And essentially, they use the turning lane for a westbound lane for traffic. So you're riding with traffic going the same direction. Uh, at an intersection, there was a police officer stopping traffic because the cars, when they want to turn right, they got to wait for the bikes. Uh, so there's probably eight or nine cars in line. I don't know. I'm guessing. But nice line of cars row of cones, and then bicycles racing. Uh, there was a woman who was disoriented. Uh, we found out later because she was under the influence of drugs. And she didn't, she didn't even know where she was. Like she didn't know she was in a race. She had no idea why the cones were there. Knew nothing about triathlon. Wasn't from the, that area. Um, and she just was like, I got to get out of here and get back on the highway. So she pulled out through the cones onto the course uh, probably about a eh, solid 15 feet in front of me as I was going about 40 miles an hour, 39.7 to be exact, as my Garmin said. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I had a couple seconds to decide where I was going to hit the car. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of dodged to the left. I pushed my bars to the left and hoped I could, at least glance off the back of her, but uh, I hit the back of the vehicle fairly solid. Uh, a lot of damage to the car, a lot of damage to me. Went through the back window. Uh, and Pat, who was just behind me, uh, he kind of hit me as well. So we, he, I hit the car, he hit me, and then we both were on the ground. So uh, pretty violent. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of trauma immediately. Broke my neck, broke my back, broke my nose, uh, broke my elbow. I nearly completely severed my right arm at the elbow. Uh, so the glass from the window 
cut into my right arm and I had a, I had, they had to put a tourniquet on it. I was you know, bleeding out at the scene. Um, so pretty violent and Pat mostly musk, mostly uh, skeletal stuff for him. His shoulder uh, was smashed, crumbled pretty bad in his, uh, his tibia on his right leg. Um, and then he actually bumped his head. I was lucky because my helmet saved my life. Like <laughs> I have it. I have it in my living room on a shelf. Uh, it, it saved my life. I had no real head injuries. Thank God. And my legs were fine. Uh, I was just all jumbled up inside. Uh, so yeah, spent the, uh, spent a good 30 minutes on the ground. Luckily, uh, one of the, one of the, the people in the car behind her, I believe, um, or just behind her, a couple cars, was a retired EMT. Patty, she got out and just started directing first aid. And, uh, you know, there was a cop there. So it was fairly quick. The ambulance come and got us and took us to the hospital. So spent seven days in the hospital. Six. About five, six. Six, I think three in ICU, three in the regular hospital. And... Yeah, then a couple more weeks hanging out in Utah, St. George, you know, going to Target, local Lululemon. I became a uh, customer at the local Lululemon because they had stretchy shirts and pants to fit over. Yeah, I'm wearing one. I got this in Utah. It's kind of nice. I'm kind of kind of upgraded my whole entire ensemble. Uh, But uh, Yeah. yeah, so I needed stretchy shirts to fit over my arm cast and my braces I had on. We didn't bring a lot of extra clothes because we were just there to race and we knew we were coming home. So uh, I would go out in town and the, the community there was wonderful. Everywhere I'd go, there would be, you know, are you the guy? You know, because there was a local news story and it was in the papers. And so it was, it was kind of cool. People would walk up to me and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm praying for you. And, you know, it, it was just, it helped. It definitely helped being around a supportive community and and not to mention most a ton of athletes came and saw me too like the, after the race uh just came to my hospital bed and just were like really supportive especially for lynette very huge outpouring of support for her and uh yeah and uh you know i've been since i got home i've been working on some things i think physically i i was i was I was fine. Like I'm good with things that are, are tangible that you can touch and see, you know? So I, I saw and I felt my body getting better and stronger and that was good. Uh, I think mentally it was a bit of a challenge for me and I'm still not out of the woods with it. You know, um, unfortunately the woman that pulled out in front of me, um, she ended up taking her own life because of the accident, not too long after, uh, about a week after. And that sucks. And I think about her all the time. And, you know, I know it's not my fault, but I don't think it's any human's right to tell me what I feel responsible for. And to a point, I will always feel responsible for that. 
So, sorry, I thought I could get through it. <laughs> um, that always, you know, that weighs on me. And it's been hard. Um, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. I got some cool scars and uh, my hand's a little weird, but it's coming back slowly and I'm getting the feeling back in my arm and my body's fine. I just, just last week, you know, it's been four months. Just this last week, I kind of feel like I'm myself again, physically. Um, but like I said, the mental aspect, I think, is, is never going to go away. And I'm, you know, I'm retired Navy and I've been in combat and I've dealt with death before. But I think, I think in the, my experience in the military, it was almost something that I've, I already had a preconceived understanding that that was a possibility. But when I woke up to race that morning, I didn't think that I'd have to worry about somebody not making it to the next, to the next day, you know? So yeah. Anyways. Um, so Lynette, Lynette chose St. George. She's going to go back and finish the race. I couldn't do. She told me that she's, she's going to go like this and go Nana Nana when <laughs> she finishes. And no, no, it'll be, it'll be great because we'll see a lot of friends. We made a lot of friends out there and, We'll see a lot of places and things that are familiar for good reasons, not just bad. And um, I think it's going to be awesome. And I, I'm excited for her because I think she's going to do really well. She's been working extremely hard, especially on her swimming. And I think if you asked her, she might say that she's really looking forward to having a good showing out there to honor my, me and Pat and, you know, everybody who kind of helped us while we were there. So, so that's what that's about. Yeah. Your story, your story, Mark. Um, you're right. No one gets to tell you how you feel and that's okay. And you process it at your time and, you know, it is unfortunate that um, the young lady decided to um, end her life. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And we can't control what people want to do with their life because we, we get a life, we, we get to choose what we want. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the pressure of facing what has been done is greater and it weighs greater than actually living through the experience and seeing it to the end. But what I do want to say is that um, Lynetta, well, Nettie, not Lynette, but Nettie, um, the way that you kept everyone informed and your strength and your uh, bravery, your courage, um, I know wasn't easy for you. And uh, you had people you know, praying for you and uplifting Mark and even Pat. I think I found out that Pat was a, a minister. Yeah. Out in um and just, you know, people were praying and your 
you know, you being in there for five, six days, that still was miraculous. There were so many miracles that I think that just happened. And I, I just, uh, I'm grateful for both of you and how this has um, turned around and has become a testimony, right? A testament to show um, you're so giving and look at life giving back to you. And so thank you, Mark. Thank you for your, the way you just see life, you see it half full. You see it with the goodness that I would love to see everyone see the world with. And so I, I'm grateful that I get to know you. I'm grateful that I met you and um, that I met you both um, uh-huh. because you know, sometimes it's different when you see people and you see the accidents happen. You're like, oh man, I hate that that happens. And you, 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 you don't, you don't internalize it, but this one hit differently and it hit differently for a lot of us who know you and know the people that you are and how much you've given to this sport. And so I'm grateful that you didn't give up on triathlon mm-hmm. and you didn't give up on what you love and you have so much to give. And I'm excited to see what this sport gives back to you in return because you are doing such a amazing job for both of you. And Nettie, you go and kick some mm, in Utah. And we know that you're going to do it. Um, and so, wow. Whew. I think we all needed that little cleansing. That was uh, <laughs> that was good. It helps to set the, uh, the tone for the next part, which is rapid fire. And uh, um. I want to go back and say this, um, and and Mark, you may want to add to it. When we go out there and race, we don't know what we don't know, but we know that if we start the race, we don't know what will happen. I was in a race um, a few years ago where someone got hit. You know, we're doing this and we're racing on roads that aren't always closed. And so that you only can control what you can control. And if you are a newbie, Mark said his helmet saved his life. Make sure you have a good helmet that is certified and and it's good. If you've already had a hit with that helmet and you've fallen with that helmet, throw it away. It's not worth it. Get a good helmet, protect yourself, follow course rules as much as you can and watch out for those as much as you can. I mean, like Mark said, you saw and was able to make some course corrections as much as you could, but just be careful every time you go out to race, even if they say that the race course is a closed race course. Yeah. Always be vigilant. Always be vigilant. And I went I went through, you know, huh, several iterations of being frustrated and angry a little bit with myself for allowing myself to hit a car and not... Um, you know, not paying attention probably the way I should. And it's, it's part of the environment. You know, you're, you're out there. I was out there pushing as hard as I could. And, you know, I knew the course, you know, I saw the cones, they were super close together. There's no way someone's not going to see the cones. It just, it just became kind of secondary to what you're trying to do out there. It's hard to focus at least for, you know, me it's hard to focus on two really important things at once and i i just you know i did i wasn't focused on getting hit by a car because it was the last thing i thought would happen to me uh because i felt very safe and very protected and 
oddly enough, where I got hit, there's a, a monument. The two brothers, right? Two brothers last spring. Two brothers last spring got hit right at the same location and were killed. And their their sons were with them. They were on a father-son bike ride outing with a group. And you know, and they're the 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 the, the wives of the dads uh, reached out. They reached they reached out to me like, hey, can we just talk? <laughs> like it was it was and the same officer, Strange, that yeah, same officer case. investigating it and everything. It was, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, you got to live your life and people are like, oh, you're going to get back on the bike. You're going to race again. Like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to, because that's, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to live my life. And, you know, some people see it as foolish, but I will say this, and I've always been this way. And I think this is what kind of got me through the day. I've always been prepared um, to accept things the way they are and, and not point fingers or blame people and just take, just take responsibility for, for the situations I put myself in. And, you know, you can do all the right things and things can still go wrong. And I think for me, that inward focus of, all right, how can I do this and focus on me and not be angry and let that take energy from me and not be casting blame on this or that and let that take energy from me or, you know, saying shoulda, woulda, coulda and let that take energy from me. So I think that's, you know, something I've always done in my life. And I think that's what got me through it, to be honest with you, is I was able to just go, look, Right, wrong, or indifferent, you got one person to worry about now, and and you can't, like you said, you can't control things, and you have to let them go and focus on what you can control, and that that was what I did. So, yeah, I don't Thank know. Yeah. Talk about it all day. <laughs> so many aspects of that thing that it's just no, it it is. Whereas you're not the one to blame. I'm blaming. I'm blaming everybody. No, it's, yeah, it's no. And I mean, everybody processes different. Like I can tell you this much. Pat's a minister and Pat and I talk a lot and we spent a lot of time in the hospital together. I was able to walk so I could get up and go over his room and bug him. But uh, he processed, he processed it very differently than I did. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, I think my initial take on it was what's wrong with me? Like, why don't I feel that way? Right. But then, you know, very quickly I realized, well, no, that's not, it's, we're two different folks and we have different backgrounds and, and we're going to do things differently. So I think it was good in a way, not that Pat got hit, but that Pat was there to kind of, I don't know, emphasize that the way I got to get through this is my way. And the way he's got to get through this is his way. And that's it. Ain't nobody coming with you. Ain't nobody holding your hand. You got to do it yourself. And when you get on the other side, everybody will be waiting for you. So that, that was evident right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting us into your space for a moment. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Now I know you a guy with a, you know, you like things half full. So we're going to do some rapid fire. Are you ready? Right, ready. <clears throat> all right, all right. True. False. No. Oh. <laughs> you haven't started yet. Okay. Is there is this time? 
Do I get no, win a prize? Okay. You 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 are the prize. Mark. Oh, okay. Thanks. You are the prize. Um, you and Nettie are both the prize. Uh, okay. So, rapid fire, silly questions that allow us to get to know you a little bit better, but you know they're fast, really. Um. Hmm. Bad. You guys are so okay. Favorite place to photograph. Some start. <laughs> Any race, some start. I like the bike. Okay. Favorite destination to photograph. Favorite tri destination that you photographed in the past year. I'm Lake Placid. I would say the Lake Placid or Clash. Miami or Daytona? Mm. Hmm. Daytona. It's rapid fire, lady. Okay. <laughs> so many good ones. Emphasize the rapid. Oh, rapido, rapido. Uh, favorite leg of the race? Run. I like to swim because it's the most challenging. For you? I'm a terrible swimmer. See, we didn't talk about that, but it's okay. We talked about so much more. Okay. He's not a terrible swimmer. I'm I was not, just about to like say. My times aren't terrible, but it was. It took me the longest to become decent at swimming. Uh, so it's one of That's those our next question. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, sir. We have to follow rules. Okay. What song gets you pumped? Nah, you're not gonna know it, but <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's a toss up. Two of them, Star Spangled Banner. Okay, just so many memories attached to that song, and then I just, I just found it like two days ago. It's a song called "Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore." Okay, so, who is that by? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Okay. I had a really, a really close relationship with my father. So if you listen to the song lyrics, you'll understand. Oh, I'm going to go listen to it in a few minutes. Nettie, what about you? I've been loving Nose to the Grindstone. Tyler Chillers? Tyler Chillers. Tyler Chillers, Nose yeah. to the Grindstone. We're a little bit country, but we're a little bit rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody knows <laughs> what they love. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love all music, so uh, I just haven't heard those songs in particularly but don't worry i'm a, um i like to add things to my playlist especially when i'm at races because i have to think about you said rapid fire i see your face i see you mark i then see you i'm not gonna pump you up you're gonna be like this is slow and sad like what's wrong but it pumps you up so that's all that matters. Me, yeah. yeah um i know you probably see a lot of signs out on the course when you're taking pictures What's the funniest sign that you've seen either taking pictures or as a eraser? I like worst parade ever. That's a good one. <laughs> I always love that you paid for this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Um, not that this is my rapid fire, but I was at a race, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago and there was a sign that says um i have another one there's a sign that says if you can't be athletic be an athletic supporter 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a generational one. You might not get that. Back in the, back in the day, boys had to wear athletic supporters in gym class. In gym class. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit, but it was the weirdest thing ever. My school would issue an athletic supporter to you and be like, all right, 16 generations. Like my, my every one of my brothers probably wore this athletic supporter. And you're gonna make me wear it in gym class? Okay. Oh, that that's is how, so funny. That's why that's why I don't get diseases, because I'm you know. <laughs> Yeah, we're athletic supporters. It's Come like, away. It's oh, a that's a real thing. <laughs> anyway, it says um, due to inflation, this will be fourteen point two miles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very timely too. So I, I like, was like, yeah. Take a picture of this, and then the other one was like, "Dad, hurry up! This is boring from a newborn perspective." I said, "Oh my uh, gosh, people are so creative with their signs. It's un." real and the last question do you pee on the bike or take a proper pee break i pee on the bike all the time (laughs) (laughs) i I will i will tell anybody behind me though i'll be like i'm gonna get over to the side just so they're not like getting hit with raindrops like hmm well what's happening wasn't any rain in the forecast today i don't know what's going on um but yeah oh i love it i do it but i do it in a very civilized way because you're classy right it, well of course yes. mm-hmm. everybody who pees on the bike is classy absolutely thank you that's why we, that's why we chill <laughs> and netty not yet but what about your wetsuit oh yeah <laughs> That's, that's required. It's <laughs> the first thing I do. I is- tried to pee on the bike because it was someone told me like you need to practice. I couldn't do it. I don't know why. It's hard. Like I have to focus. Like it's not <laughs> something that comes naturally. But yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a skill. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Evans and. Go for it. <laughs> I was like, Nettie. do I? I was like, do I call her Lynette or Lynette? And Lynette Nettie Nygaard. There you go. I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, and um, be sure to check them out at the Nordica Photography, and individually, you can check Nettie out at at Nettie Nonstop. And Mark, you can check him out at Frumpy Cobb, at Frumpy Cobb, all on Instagram, because they don't do any other platform. Instagram is their platform of choice. And we respect that. Whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. And that's all I'm going to say. We out. Peace. Thank you. Thank you all. This has been great. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.